everyone. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining me once again on Solutions with Anna Donahue. We are going to do part two of a message I started last week called, Does Your Spiritual Life Need to Be Restored? I was looking at my notes because I was thinking of ways that you know you just have burnout. You're going through fatigue. Just something's not lining up. And quite frankly, you just want to just get away from it all. Those are some signs, some ways you know, man, I'm just, I think I'm burned out. You know, I was thinking of a few other things where just things don't affect you anymore like they did. You're just really um, becoming, as Hebrew says, dull of hearing. You're just kind of done. Well, that could be a slippery slope if you're not careful. And it can really cause you to lose some effectiveness in your life. So today I'm going to give you some practical, I call them bullet points, to get you back on track for your spiritual restoration. But I found this article by this author and he quotes Ecclesiastes. Now listen to this, talking about spiritual restoration. He says this out of Ecclesiastes 10.10, which this is the scripture. If the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, sharpening our spiritual senses, then he has to use more strength. But wisdom will bring success. Wisdom will say, hey, sharpen that axe. It'll make your job easier, right? Sharpen. Stay spiritually sharp so that you don't go through some of those burnout seasons. So this same author was talking about how, again, I forget what state he's in. You know, how about this? It's a state where there's a bunch of trees. And he was saying how growing up, he and his buddies would go out and they would just chop wood. So he writes this. He says, one day, the father of one of the boys shared about the way he operates. After he chops down a tree... He would sit on the stump of the tree that he just chopped down. He would take a file out that he kept on his belt, and he would sharpen the edge of that axe. He would sit there until the axe was very sharp once again, and then he would go to the next tree. Well, each time he chops down a tree, he would do exactly the same thing. Chop down the tree, sit down, take the file off his belt, and sharpen the edge of that axe. And you think, well, that's going to take too much time. I just want to race through and chop down the trees. But as you, I know, already are concluding, uh, the other guys didn't do that. They just wanted to keep going, never stopping to sharpen their axe or the, or the uh, metal on that axe. Without fail, the dad said he would always get more done than they did. And he used a lot less effort because he took the time to sharpen the edge of that axe. Look at Ecclesiastes 10.10. If the axe is dull and you don't sharpen its edge, get in there spiritually with me, then you got to use more strength. But wisdom brings success. Wisdom says, you know what? I'm going to take the time to sit down, sharpen the edge of this axe so that when I get back up, the trees chop so much more easily than letting it get dull and trying to just motivate myself up. I know you're following me now spiritually to get the job done. These guys had to exercise more strength and they got less done. What do you do when you just feel spiritually, man, you're just done, right? 
Look at some of these bullets. I've got nine, but they'll go fast. Of practical things you can do. Tie it into last week's show because I really took you to a powerful scripture in the Old Testament last week with Elijah. When, boy, they were chopping wood and an axe head falls into the brook. Make sure you go back and watch that. But let's go through some of this. How to restore spiritual passion in your world. Number one, I wrote these. Recognize, realize, own it right now that you've slipped. Something's not happening. Lord, my heart, I just feel like it's drifted from you. And I want to be compassionate about this, and I'll tell you, because the times and seasons we're in. I appreciated someone's writing where they were saying, you know, say 30 years ago, you might have heard two, you know, bummer stories because there was no internet. You had to tune into your local news or even then we did have cable and all that. But I'm just saying, now with the phones, I mean at the drop of a dime, if you're not careful, you'll hear 10 stories in one scrolling of that phone you got to be careful. You just have to. So there might be some things that have just caused, you know, like, ah, in your world. You know, I was saying how I've talked to someone who had two people pass within a year. I get it. I mean, that's rough stuff. Both my parents are now in heaven with Jesus. And uh, there's just things that can trigger fatigue, burnout. Maybe you've just, you know, you might be a homeschool mom with four kids and you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. You know, I so I get it. But what do you do? What do you do if you're just not sensing the impressions of God in your world like you once did? You become dull of hearing. Truth be told, you've gotten a little cynical about some things. Recognize it. Just, just own it. Just say, God, I, that's me. I need help. And what do you do? God, please help me. Come back. Help me. Just, just you and God together, right? So that's number one, how to restore spiritual passion. Recognize it. Don't run from it. He, don't run from God. He's the one who can restore you. Amen. Number two, this is powerful. You got to make a decision then when you've recognized it, when you're able to go back and say, wow, it was at that moment that I remember I got angry. It was at that moment that I got so sad. It was at that moment that I said, I'm done. After you've gone back and you recognize it, Do you feel you need to change? Change. Ask the Holy Spirit who sits within you, lies within you, lives within you, help you. Say, God, I need change. I don't even know what to do. It's the heart. It's the heart. You don't have to know five steps of how to. It's the heart. He'll take care of that. He'll help you. So you've recognized it. And then you said, I need to change. That's huge. Because when you've been through some stuff, if you're not kind of walking with God at the, during those times, your flesh can get strong and rise up. It can. So we're going to put that flesh down and you're going to say, I need to change. Number three, I write this. I share with a bunch of young people a lot. And I say, cultivate time. Create a space that's just you and God. I told someone recently, I said, go get a hotel. I'm not kidding. A single person. I'm not getting weird on you. I said, go get a hotel, mark out the time, get a notebook, get a pen, and you and God, go after this. Go after him. You need some help. You need clear direction. 
I said, go, if, you don't, if you're not going to pay money to run a hotel room to have your quiet and solitude, go somewhere. Go somewhere where people can't reach you because we're trying to get you spiritually restored. So you create space. Look at Romans 12, 12. Now watch this. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. I love that. Jesus arose. He prayed privately, quietly all the time. Oswald Chambers says, guard your quiet time with God as if your life depended on it, because it does. That quiet time will get you restored back to God. Powerful, powerful. Constant in prayer, Romans 12, 12. Constant. Constantly under your breath. God, what do you think? God, what do you say? You're talking to God. Number four, so we've said recognize it, realize it. Number two, make a decision. It's a heart thing. I want to change. Number three, you want to change? Now do something about it. Faith is action. Cultivate a space. Create a time. You and God. It can be so exciting. You get that little notebook and that little pen and your Bible and your coffee and you are off and running in the right direction. Number four, this was neat. I started doing this doing this. What about listening to the Word of God? Just trying to give you illustrations, examples, bullet points. Hey, listen to our shows. They're packed with the Word of God. And they're not long. I had someone write to me last week. Actually, I spoke to the person. And she didn't know about our shows. And she said, 20 minutes? I can do that. She's, it's, she's a working girl. She says, I take my lunch hour and she fills in the blank. She says, I can do that. Start somewhere. Cultivate the time. Maybe you can listen to the Word of God. Maybe it's on your app. Maybe it's on a television program. Maybe it's our show. Listen. Become a sponge. Start soaking in the seeds of the Word. Amen. Watch this scripture to back up what I'm saying. Acts 20, verse 32. And now I commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up. You realize every time you're listening to the Word of God, it has the potential, if it's falling on a receptive heart, to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Listen to messages. Go to luncheons. Go to meetings. Go to church. Go to your small group. It has the potential to build you up. I'm talking about spiritual restoration. I'm pulling a hair out of my right there. But truly, listen to the word of God. It'll build you up. Number five. I have nine of these. Oh, you're going to love this one. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. I have quoted this in several settings. It's an older message that I heard of Beth Moore. Now, this, is, this really will get to you. I shared this with a group of young people the other night. She said this. She said, the danger is, there's that hair. Forgive me, folks. It's there. I got it. She said this. The danger is, by the time you're 25, many of you, I'm just quoting, you're saved. Jesus is in your heart. You got everything picked out the way you want it. You got your favorite people, your favorite preachers. And you have your systematic theology all figured out. In fact, that's a lot of your verbiage. I got it. I got it figured out. At 20 by 25. The danger is by the time you turn 50, there's no growth. 
There's no digging into the Word of God. There's no God showed me this because you're living off of your own intellect. And I listened to that and I thought, my gosh, I do. I know it can happen. Four kids, jobs, paying mortgages. You can forget to carve out your time. Listen to the word of God. That'll build you up. Go to your church. Go to a Bible. It can happen. And before you know it, you're 50 years old. And 25 years have flown by. And you're still as you were when you had everything figured out. Good to have something, fundamentals and foundation. I know you're following me. But man, don't miss out. If I had my Bible in front of me on the, on the Word of God and all the experiences that He wants to walk through with you for your journey. Really. Set a goal. Read your Bible. Maybe it's been a while, I say, but start. The time, more time we spend with Christ, the more passionate. Restoring spiritual passion, the more passionate we'll be about Him. Is that not true? When you love someone... Don't you want to be with them? You just, you just, the more time you spend, you discover incredible things about that person. And you love them. Whew. I love this scripture to back that up. When the disciples were walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus, talking about burning passion, and here's Jesus walking with them. And they weren't spiritually in tune yet. He hadn't opened their eyes. And so he's talking with them. Jesus And so they say to each other in Luke 24, verse 32, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and he opened the scriptures? Does your heart still burn in the most wonderful of ways when the scriptures are unfolded to you? Or do you just kind of go, I've heard that. I heard that when I was 25. I heard that in Bible school. Yeah, I heard that growing up. Okay. Did you do anything with it? Is it a part of your composition, your makeup now, your spiritual life? Or is it all up here? Have you done anything to let it drop into your heart? Whew, this is some good stuff. Hope you love it. Hope it's, you know, part of the thing I do in my life, and if I can be so bold, the anointing on my life, I believe God gives me things to help you grow, to grow up. (laughs) I hope that's a good thing for you. Let's finish this out. Number six, hey, maybe you need to take an active role in your community, restoring spiritual passion. Maybe there's something you can do. Maybe your church has a clothing drive or, I don't know, a food drive. Maybe you see some people around you think, man, I... I just see them, uh, this, this is going to sound weird, I'm just trying to figure out examples off the top of my head. Maybe you see someone in the same outfit every, every time, I don't know, same shirt, or I don't know, they probably have washed it. I'm just trying to think of examples. Maybe you can think, God, I've got a closet full of, I don't even wear half this stuff. Get involved, take it to someone, right? Put it in a garbage bag or whatever you got to do. Drop it off somewhere. That'll help restore your giving. Give. You know, it is more blessed to give. It is. I used to hear that and think, really? But it is more blessed to give than receive because something happens in you. Three more. Number seven, I write, take steps 
to move away from those old patterns of thinking. Restoring spiritual passion. Take some steps to go away from how you used to look at something. View something. Speak of something. Get away. Get away from it. Just literally, what does the scripture say? If it offends you, tear it out. If it offends you, don't go near it. You're changing. You're growing. You're transforming. You're coming back to spiritual passion. Number eight. Maybe if you fasted, right? Fast and pray. Could be a meal. Could be fasting some words you really want to speak to someone. Ouch. Isaiah speaks of that. He says, if you will refrain from pointing a finger and speaking what you really want to tell someone, it'll do you well. What are you doing? You're fasting what your flesh. It's a, it's a matter of denying flesh. So you're denying flesh. And you're giving it to God. And something happens in you. You talk about spiritual passion being restored. Skip a meal maybe. I don't know. Something where you will say, man, I got to hear from God. You say, does fasting twist God's arm? Hardly. (laughs) But it'll twist yours in the best of ways. And our last one, and I'll read them all one more time before we close out. Make sure. You go to others who will speak life into your life. I hope this show does that. Yes, this show is a lot of bullets and growing up, but I hope it's speaking life into you. Maybe your pastor, you sit and listen. Who's speaking life into you? Someone speaking God's truth into your life will build spiritual passion. Number one, recognize it if you've been slipping. How to restore spiritual passion. Recognize it. Call it out. Say, God. Number two, make a decision you're going to change. Number three, create that time. Cultivate a time to do it. Number four, maybe listen to the Word of God on tape, on podcasts, something. On Solutions with Anna Donahue. Number five, read your Bible. Read. Read. I've got a whole chart in one of our books uh, on uprooting rejection. The difference of reading like the newspaper. Yeah, okay, this is the headline today. Oh, versus reading the Bible where you take one truth and you're like, okay, what did that say again? What did it say? You're just studying it. That kind of reading transforms you. You've gone from, oh, I'm preaching now. You've gone from just getting information to revelation. And when you obey the revelation, you will change. Whoo! Thank you, Lord. Pretty good in here. Uh, Number six, do something in your community. That's not a view. That's taking something from you in the best of ways that you're giving. Restoring spiritual passion. Number seven, I write, take steps to move away from those old patterns of living and thinking. I'm big on all that kind of stuff. I'm big on the mind. I'm big on it. Change it. The Holy Spirit and you will do this together. You can do this. I feel like that's another word. Listen, you can do this. You can do this. Okay, put your hand on my, you don't believe me. Put your hand, put your, right there in your living room. Put your hand on your heart. My camera people are putting their hands on their hearts. Repeat after me. Say, I can do this through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can do it.
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. It's in, it's in Christ that we live and move and have our being. He gives you the will and the, and the to-do to perform what he wants you to do. He, it's him. You can do it. Fast, maybe skip a meal. Fast something. Deny thyself. Deny your flesh because you want to hear from God clearly. You're trying to get your spiritual passion restored. Make sure you sit under others who are speaking life. Sit under others who will give you spiritual truth. Could be, again, like we all, you know, there's so many ways. But go somewhere where you're thinking, you know what, I, I, need, I know what that person preached. I need to sit under that to help me get restored. Worship. Speaking in your prayer language. You do whatever you got to do to help you restore your spiritual passion. Oh, I love this. I hope those have helped you. This is the kind of message that you got to go back. And even last week, remember, this was part two. Combine it with part one. Do it. Go back. Put yourself under that waterfall of the word being preached in these shows. You'll change if you apply it. Amen. A couple announcements before we close out. Let me read. Hey, we have a conference coming up September 17th. It's a Friday night. 2021 doors open at six conference begins at seven come join us it's free and uh you will love it. you don't have to register just show up sheridan metairie in metairie louisiana and i'm doing a message entitled arise and shine come on let's build our faith it's a new season it's fall let's build our faith and then also locals I do a daytime retreat, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. It will be on October 8, 2021. Registration is open for that. Those are a blast. Those go in depth. I do strong teachings on those. We're going to break up into small groups. And again, just build our faith together. Title of that, Seven Defining Moments in Moses' Life That Helped Him to Go Forward. Because I write, you will get through this, even though you'd rather not. God will help you just like he did Moses. Amen. Hey, we want you to like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll never miss a show. If you've ever missed one, go back. Just go back. You'll be so glad you did, I promise. And you'll, you'll hear and you'll sit under the teachings. And also, before I close this out in prayer, hey, if you'd like to give to us, we could surely use it. It would be a wonderful blessing. You would be joining with us, partnering with us to help us continue what we're doing. You just go to anadoniministries.com, click giving, and uh, we'll receive that very graciously and thank you for it. But let me pray, all right, as we close out. You pray. You pray and join me. Our hands are together. Father, I thank you for the listening, because we have a lot of podcast listeners and the viewing audience, Father, who have taken the time to tune in because they want to have their spiritual passion restored. And God, you want that more than anything. Help them, God. Help them, God. I don't know what they've been through, but you know, God. Maybe it's been a rough season. Show them. Remind them you are right there, even through my voice. And Father, anyone who needs healing or whatever it might be, I cry out, for them to you, God. Together we agree for total restoration, total recovery, total renewal, 
total restoring of all things spiritual. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So look, thank you for joining me, and we've got all kinds of more shows coming up. But go back and listen to these if you need them, and we'd be honored. More next week on Solutions with Anna Donahue. God bless.